welcome to episode four of Roots Rock Riot, the grassroots rugby podcast with me, Ian Harries. This week, we are going south of the river because we are talking to Richard Travers and Matthew Mars from Old Wimbledonians RFC. The rugby club was born out of the old boys of Wimbledon College and, as the name would suggest, is based in Wimbledon. They currently field two teams and host a colossal junior and mini section called the Warriors. As a front row heavy episode, we obviously talk about food, but also talk through the growth they have seen as a club over the last few seasons, and I managed to not make a single Womble joke. Uh, it's a good episode. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast, Matt and Richard. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So we have Richard, who we were just talking uh, before we started recording, took over from Richard as chairman of the rugby club. And then we have Matt, who is, I think the official title I would always go for is social media guy. Yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, where can we start? How's, how is the rugby going? Well, this is the first episode we've recorded on a Sunday, so we can actually talk about games that have just happened. Yeah. So how's, uh, how, how is rugby treating you this season? Um, I think it's been a mixed bag. I didn't actually, like I said, I, I didn't play yesterday, unfortunately, so I can't necessarily give you a, a proper ground eye view of the game yesterday. But we, we got promoted last season as champions from counties three surrey so now we're in counties very nice it's there's been a period of adjustment sort of thing to kind of it's almost the the toughest one or two games that we had last season we're almost experiencing that pretty much every game this season yeah so it's almost kind of adjusting to that but we're we're sitting kind of the top top end of mid table i can't remember exactly what the win and lose record is now but we've um yeah we're 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 sitting pretty in that league and kind of finding our feet in it we've been hampered by quite a few injuries this year even from our from I think about the last preseason game up until this point we've had at least one maybe even two every single game kind of fairly serious yep. injuries. <laughs> I, 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 I know those seasons well I've I, I'm usually involved in those <laughs> <laughs> those lists of players yeah exactly but I think that's I think that's good I, th- I think mid-table in a first season after promotion I think is still like you said it's still a Finding your feet, understanding the, because I think the the jump up can sometimes be a lot more than people. It's either too easy because you joined in too low, or it is, like you said, I think kind of the re, can recontextualize what people are doing. And we kind of mentioned before, and I think this is a part of the podcast where people involved with rugby clubs might want to get a pen and paper out. But you guys recently managed to put out a second team for the first time in I think you said like a decade yeah so I think the first time we've had a second team out for for a long time and certainly from a regular perspective I think it's even even longer than that so yeah Matt mentioned yeah we got promotion last year which is awesome that was the first promotion we've had in 30 years oh wow sort of we started in you know we sort of peaked in like London too back in sort of the 90s and then in the noughties in in London Southwest 3 and then throughout the sort of 2010s went yeah, into the Surrey Leagues one and one and two. So it was the first time we've had that promotion. And in there were some pretty dark times, I think, in the, towards the end of the 2000s, early sort of 2010s, when yeah, we had a couple of seasons where we had to scratch two or three games. Um, and it was difficult. And I was I was playing during that period. So I was playing sort of yeah, 2003 till about five weeks ago when I've officially now retired. It won't last. Oh, no. It never lasts. <laughs> it is definitely lasting this time. I've, I've, it's already my second retirement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so to have a have a regular second team, I think that's what's been such a such a big piece this year is that 
we've been able to fulfil every fixture that our twos has had. We've we've had a couple that have scratched against us, but we I think we've now played four games, mm-hmm. and we've got another two or three in the run up to Christmas, and that is just like worlds away from where we were even you know three or four years ago. So that's been brilliant, and I think there's probably a few things which have helped that enormously. One is one is our Warriors section, so our junior section. So our junior section was set up in 2008. So a guy called a guy called Roger Brosh and a whole army of of volunteers set that up with a view to providing you know rugby for for all ages from five to to eighteen, and that's really flourished and we're now at about 500 kids oh wow so that's been you know, a huge success and and we are as a senior section now starting to feel the benefit of that so i think this weekend i probably should have done some better better data gathering but i think we had five or six warriors ex-warriors playing across our ones and twos and we expect that will just continue to grow and i think that's been that's been one of the biggest pieces for us is that we're able to blood some of those younger guys in our twos it's probably more than that, actually, Matt. Maybe we'll. Yeah, yeah. I'm because 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 I'm thinking also about the dates. If you you know that it was set up in 2008, so it's been going for 15 years. So those lads that that came at five years old, yeah, they are now around about 20 years old. So we've got and so so we've got quite a few lads that are like uni and are about to do their last year at uni or something, and then hopefully going to be coming back. And yeah, that supplemented a lot of them. But yeah, yeah. So so I I coached in that first year that Warriors were set up for for the under eights. Was it under sevens? I think. But Berkey, Jack Burke, was in that. So I coached this guy at under seven and I played with him seven weeks ago yeah. in the in the twos in the first game of the first game of my season. And that's so that's like that kind of thing has gone full circle. Yeah. Shows how old I am. But I think that's brilliant from a from a club perspective that that we've got those boys coming through and and they're making up a real core of our of our well, our ones and our and our twos. And you saw it with our we, we had a little preseason tour down to Bournemouth. Kind of before it was back end of August. Well, no, that yeah. tell a lie. It was the very first weekend of September, so it was almost the last uh, weekend before a lot of them then went back to uni and things like that. And um, I think out of about kind of 36, 37 lads that we took down, I think about twenty five were made up of warriors or ex college boys and things like that. So I think um, I think that shows how it, it almost it, it does need that cycle of time you know 15 years obviously is obviously a very long time and it does almost need that cycle to, and, and that kind of level of persistence and um, perseverance to then reap those reap those rewards yeah so you'd have like you said people who've been playing rugby for 15 years and all they've known is playing for you guys and that's before <laughs> they've managed to play for the senior team which yeah that's incredible 500 people is a hell of a number to be getting down for uh the junior section yeah i mean the so it's it's another richard who is who leads the warriors section now richard turner um roger who started it sort of i think has taken a role as sort of president overseeing but richard does the the bulk of it now and, and he's got i think they've got 100 volunteers that support across you know, coaching team management refereeing all those kind of things so like it's really an absolutely phenomenal effort and yeah it's just a great thing great thing for the community great thing for for us as a rugby club and yeah we're we're saying we're definitely feeling the benefit now it's taken a while to trickle through but we're, we're getting there and it's it's brilliant so there's definitely that's definitely one of the major factors for for us getting a second team more regularly the recruitment's been been pretty 
pretty good as well like it's always difficult like mm. recruitment is always hard and the stuff that Matt's been doing with socials is has been awesome it's really hard to sort of put that into tangible like recruitment numbers and we and that's probably the same everywhere you go yeah. but just bringing your mates down always seems to be the number one recruitment like tactic but the socials is definitely raising awareness and it's also helping us enormously raise some funding and sponsorship because there's like a, there's a tangible audience now that we can go and pitch to sponsors to to get some funds so that's really really positive and the third one which probably not as close as we should be but yeah we are old Wimbledonians so like our history is we are born out of the old boys of Wimbledon College which is like a, it's a Catholic state school in Wimbledon funnily enough and they are a so sort of strangely for a state school they're like a really strong rugby playing school but I think as with most things they have ebbs and flows and so when I was there probably probably mainly just follows me around but the quality of rugby was was like a, a little bit a little bit lower during a period and so we weren't getting as robust a like as robust a sort of pool of talent as we might have done previously but again rugby is hugely on the up at the college now you know to the extent where it's always too good like the best players that are playing at the college yeah, they're too good to come and play for us. So yeah, they're going up yeah. to kind of some of them are going up to Wimbledon RFC and and even even further. We've got we've just had a lad that's um that was a part of the Warriors section that's just made his Premiership debut for Harlequins. Oh and wow! Another lad who um who's on Harlequins books as well that that had a, a stormer for England at the Under Twenty World Cup recently. So yeah, he's yeah. producing some real talent. Do you ever message him on yeah. a Saturday just seeing if he's available? Just on, yeah, just, uh, just on yeah. the off chance. There's no shame. There's no yeah. shame. We see, we see you're having a little bit, bit of a break this weekend. Any danger? Yeah. If if England aren't playing this weekend, are you able to come <laughs> down? That's it. That's but, it. You know, so yeah, that, there's actually four of them who have come through Warriors at various points who are now on on Harlequins books, signed up to their senior academy. Yeah. And, and play either either at Quinns or, or sort of get loaned out to like London Scottish for, for the odd game, but. Um, but so we're, we're working to get a better relationship with working with the school. Um, and I think it's a bit of give and take. Um, and we're sort of conscious that we probably don't do enough for them, but we're working on it. Yeah. So I think they're, they're, they're like our main three recruitment channels. And say the first one with the Warriors and with the, so the first two with the Warriors and social media, they've been like really positive. And, but there's still more to do so that we can hopefully, I keep getting, every time I go to one of our like lunches and, you know, you get the, you get the older members and every club's got one and they talk about their, or, several they talk about the heyday and we used to field you know like four or five teams in the 70s or something and, and obviously rugby's changed and player numbers have changed and player welfare's changed but yeah people hark back for that and it'd be we'd love to get a third team out i mean if i mean considering considering some of the injuries we've had this year you know if 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 the, if half of those hadn't have happened with the numbers that we've got now we could we th th there's every chance within the next kind of two maybe three years that we we start getting a third team out absolutely yeah and we've and we've got our under 20 under 22 team who went uh like the under the surrey surrey shield or surrey waterfall tournament so that's great again another chance to to blood in some of those players who might be at university and come back and play on the holidays and an occasional vets team so yeah it's it's been a it's been a really positive post covid like it's been really positive that we've actually done a huge amount to to be able to get to where we are, and I think yeah, there's a lot of people who've played a, played a huge 
huge role in that. Yeah, like it, it's definitely the, and, and again, it, it's clearly a testament to a lot of hard work from a lot of a lot of kind of volunteers and people involved. But it is the direct opposite of what seems to be happening. I think kind of with rugby across the board since COVID. And like you said, I think if if you're only now just kind of starting to see the proper payoff of the Warriors system, then yeah, I don't think there's any reason why you wouldn't be at like a thirds or a fourths team at some point in the not too distant future. So that that's yeah, really, really good to hear. So from kind of like your perspective, like so Richard, I know you're you're apparently freshly retired now. But like what kind of drew you guys to the club in the first place? So like when you guys uh I think Matt, you said you've been there about three years and then Richard you said you've been there there longer. So what was it about old Wimbledonians that kind of suckered you in? Yeah, so for me, it's definitely in the it's in the family. So my grandfather played down there, was chairman, president for, for many years. My dad and my uncle both played down there and went to Wimbledon College. And so I remember going down there when I was like a babe in arms, but I remember it from when I was like five or six, being on the touchline, you know, watching dad occasionally, watching watching the boys play and kicking the ball about with other kids my age and older. So for me, that was it was always like natural that I was just gonna end up being there, playing there. I'd have loved to have had a Warriors when I was that age and and play my rugby there. But yeah, so very much in the family, uh, and I started playing from yeah pretty much when I left school, um, so like eighteen, nineteen, playing there, uh, and then say did a bit of coaching once the Warriors got started. I played say all the way through until just before COVID got a knock didn't play during covid restarted this season and now stopped and i captained for for about probably about 10 years oh, across nice. the late 2000 and yeah throughout the 2010s they would say it was a, it was a tough time but um yeah so i've i've always been involved so i didn't really have a not sure i had a choice i'm <laughs> sure yeah there's a yeah, lot I, there's <laughs> a lot of pressure a lot of pressure on a third generation player for a team yeah that's it that's it and i, I took my daughter down to to the warriors so we briefly had a fourth generation going, which was, uh, but she wasn't a huge fan. We'll try again next year. Yeah, we'll try again, yeah. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just each, each, each season, like slow, slow, like slowly but surely, that they'll they'll get in there. And then Matt, what about you? What kind of drew drew you to the club? So for me, I um, mine was slightly different. Um, I moved to London in 2011 after school. Um, to go to university in London and then I stuck around London ever since moved down around the southwest and was uh, popped around the southwest and then it was actually I, I used to do acting and so I never really so I stopped playing rugby for fear of kind of injury and and all that so I um I, I played a bit more of of the round ball game that we <laughs> mentioned. and so then I decided to go into teaching um, and so then at that point I thought you know what, I've got, I feel like I've got a bit of unfinished business with rugby um, I was about 27 I thought let me let me do it now because obviously I know that by the, if, if I leave it a little bit too long then obviously my, my body might not want me to do it so um, my girlfriend went to the uh, girlfriend at the time is now my wife uh, she went to um, the Ursuline school which is like the sister school for Wimbledon College so she knew a couple of the lads down there uh, she was in the same year as us, and so she knew a couple of lads down at the uh, rugby club, and she said, oh, why don't you go down there? And so I did. Uh, I was living nearby, about a five-minute bike ride away, living nearby, and so I went down and ended up actually training with the wrong team on my first session. That's always, <laughs> that's always a fun story that comes up at the clubhouse, that um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, my contact was was a guy called Sam, and um, I went down there and tech and uh, I was I was texting my girlfriend. I was like, oh, I'm not sure where to go. And she was like, well, look for a clubhouse and just go. To the, I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I found a clubhouse. I said, okay, fine, I've got it. I'll see you later. Go towards the clubhouse and there's this group of lads there all looking like they're about to start rugby training. And I go down, I'm like, oh, you're right, guys, I'm Sam's mate. But Sam wasn't there. So he was a guy I've been texting, but he wasn't there that night. And they were like, oh, yeah, Sam, yeah, come on in. That's fine. Yeah, come join us. So I do the whole training session there, hour and a half. And uh, felt good, all that all that stuff. And then they said afterwards, oh, do you want to go for a beer? And, we, and I was like, yeah, of course. Um, they said, our, our clubhouse is closed at the moment, but we usually go across the road to Old Wimbledonians. At that point, I thought, oh, hang on. All right, okay, fine, whatever. Walk down, see, and walk over kind of across the hedge, basically. And I see old Wimbledonians emblazoned on the side of the clubhouse. I thought, hang on, something's not going on. Something's going wrong here. And then I, and then I sat down and I realised that, because um, when Sam couldn't go, he sent me, the, sent me the phone number of the Wimbledonians' captain, James. And I, and I sat down, I was chatting to the lads I trained with and I looked up and I could, and I, and I recognised James' face from his WhatsApp profile picture. And I thought, hang on, that's the bloke <laughs> that I'm going to be training with. So it turned out that both teams had a Sam that wasn't there that day um, at training and I ended up doing a whole training session with, uh, with the club next door, basically. And so then they texted me the day after saying, great to have you down, Matt. Do you want to play? Uh, it'd be good to have you on board this season. I had to kind of break up with them, basically. <laughs> it's not, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, it's not you, it's <laughs> me. I've, I've, I've met someone else. Um, so, um, yeah, that that was an interesting one. But yeah, my first year was, was COVID year. So when mm. everything got cancelled. So that was quite nice for me, in a sense, because I managed to do um, a whole year of touch essentially to get myself almost yeah. kind of be fit and things um so that w- wasn't the end of the world for me in my head but um yeah that was my way in so very much a kind of word of mouth which is like Richard has said about kind of recruitment and things like that that's how we've got a lot of our current crop of players as well you know there's there's a strong college contingent but then I'd say it's probably about 50 50 that there's kind of warriors and college boys then also people that then bring their mates down or word of mouth or there's even been a couple that have contacted the social media and said looking for a club can I come along and we say yeah absolutely by all means and and all that kind of stuff so I'm kind of a case in point of that sort of demographic of a player of um that that hears about it goes down likes what they see eventually and then uh and then sign up. Yeah, COVID year was definitely a, a good, I think, slow introduction, a very slow introduction <laughs> to rugby, I think. So I think that's definitely a right time to get involved. Yeah. yeah and then I guess like you, you guys will end up having, like you said, if it is all, a lot of word of mouth, you're now going to get people who are the Warriors introducing their friends as well. And hope, hopefully, like I said, hopefully it's just kind of sky's the limit from there. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of word of mouth only really works as well if the club and kind of the atmosphere around the club is good as well because if it's just people you know leaving after games and things like that I think word of mouth can only do so much so in terms of kind of actually playing for the club like what's what's that like what's kind of the atmosphere in the clubhouse for example like I, I think it's, I think it's really great it's always it always seems to be busy so Saturdays it's always busy there's often say so now there might be a second team we're a multi-sports club so we have football who also play on the same ground and there's cricket and obviously we don't overlap very often, but the cricket lads you know, can sometimes be quite supportive. So they'll come on down and have a beer and watch, but the clubhouse is always, always feels pretty buzzy. And there's a lot of local people who have been involved in the club for a long time who will come and watch and support and, and have a beer. And then we've got like Matt 
Matt said he used to, used to act. Matt's um, Matt is how do I say this, Matt? Matt's 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 like a good party club man. <laughs> so Matt will Matt will Matt will be the one who's standing on the chair leading the songs, uh, and he does it very well. He does it very well. So um, like there's there's I think there's a it's an inviting place, um, but we have a lot of good fun. Uh, love a little sing song towards the end of the night, but. Matt, I don't know, be keen to get your thoughts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think certainly in the time that I've been there, it's it's grown and it's grown. Um, and it's, uh, you know, on, on a match day, especially, there's uh, plenty of people down at the clubhouse and it's um, it's always a good atmosphere. I think recently uh, the the little mini tour, the pre-season tour that we did to Bournemouth as well, really kind of knit people together even more before they went off to uni to then kind of come back and feel like that it's, even though they might not be playing, it's still their club and they can still come down and watch and have a drink and, um, and, and see their mates and, and catch up and all that kind of stuff. And I think like Richard said, it's a really welcoming place. We get, we have good socials, good, uh, good kind of nights out and things like that after, after games, good food. That's always a good, we, we always get compliments about our food at, um, at Wimbledonians which is quite nice and you do kind of go to other places and you're like oh yeah it's not as good as ours not as good as ours yeah so yeah I think I think the atmosphere in the club is great and being a player and, and, and being amongst it kind of I got welcomed in as very much an outsider you know with no ties to the college or anything like that it was it was a friend of a friend essentially that tied me into the club I got welcomed in and then yeah kind of within three years I've now I feel like I'm very much part of the club doing the social media all that kind of stuff so it's it's definitely um somewhere that will welcome you with open arms and and kind of make you feel part of it and make you feel invested in it and that you want to do what you want whatever you can to make it even better and bigger and stronger and and keep it growing yeah brilliant and as a apologies but as a front row i have to ask more about the food what's what's the food <laughs> like if, if, if you're getting if you're getting compliments for match day food i need to know what's going yeah. on <laughs> well I'm, I'm a front row as well i'm i try i try to come to the club as a back try and re- reinvent myself as a back but the coaches um caught a sniff of me playing hooker at school and so straight away um i remember that it was it was the last training session before my first game and uh, and the coach turns around to me. He goes, "Oh, Marzi, Marzi, can you just do some throwing in for us?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, fine." But you know, I'm a back. Fine, go to throw in on the side, and uh, and then just as I'm about to throw the first one, I go, "Is this your way of telling me that I'm playing front row on Saturday?" And he just looked at me and went, "Don't worry, you got two good props next to you." <laughs> so, it so, depends yeah. how this throw goes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the food. Yeah, yeah, the food we've got. Um, I think what's good about our food is that we have quite a range. We'll have, uh, we'll have one, two, maybe even three different options. So there's plenty to choose from. Uh, yeah, there's usually like a curry, some sort of pasta, like macaroni cheese or something like that. Um, sometimes there's a pudding. So, yeah, it's strong. That's the front row dream. <laughs> any any match day food that has a dessert, you, it's golden. <laughs> so thanks, guys. So we, we end every episode with the same two questions. So we've kind of, I think, addressed this uh via various other things but what would your message be to any future players looking to join old wimbledonians um do it come on down <laughs> like it's a it's a really says super open inviting club we've got a really great coaching team who are providing like a quality experience for for players of of all abilities 
Um, there's good numbers at training. We've about to start training in a 3G pitch, which is just being built in the college. So those winter nights won't be quite so wet and muddy. But yeah, come on down. It's a great place to be. Super fun. And there's always a warm welcome and a beer at the bar. Nice. And Matt? Yeah, definitely. I think um I think uh just yeah, to echo what Richard said, yeah, come down, give it a go. Um, we'll we'll welcome you with open arms, have a look at our social media and things like that, and you you'll you'll get a feel of what the club's like and and I feel like it's a good representation of the sort of people that you get down there and and the 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 relaxed but kind of focused atmosphere that we have as well and um you know if you're if you're keen to kind of dust off the boots again after a while or get into it or anything like that then there's there's something for everyone you know whether you're whether you're wanting to play as, as to i don't know like as high a level as as you want or whether you're kind of wanting to go for a bit more of a relaxed experience you know that's where the two teams come into play as well there's something for everyone there and um and uh yeah we'd be happy to have you down there perfect and then which professional rugby player would you like to, and active or not active you can interpret that as you will uh would you want to join your club oh that's hard it's by far the hardest question in each episode yeah. i mean i feel like at the moment we could do with a Kyle Sinclair-esque prop like a good scrummager, yeah, because you're only in Surrey too, right? So you just need to hold your own. But <laughs> dynamic ball carrying around the pitch, I think we would really benefit from that at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'd like. I think I would go for like a like an Elizabeth or something. Nice, just like just like a big old mutant second row, like some like a bit like you said, Richard, that you could kind of give the ball to and you know they're going to be breaking or going to have at least three or four blokes are going to have to take them down um I th- and just to add some um weight into that scrum as well because i think we are one of the one of the lighter packs we're, we're, a, we're a mobile pack but i think if we could add a big old like behemoth of a second row in there then that as a hooker as well that'd be quite nice just to feel that i was gonna say that's a very very hooker answer of yeah. I want a massive, a massive second row behind me, so I don't, for me. so I don't, don't even have to push forward. Yeah, that would be nice. Good. But I'm not going to turn my nose up at Carl Sinclair either. I mean, that's, that's another great shout as well. Oh. I just, yeah, I just think given, yeah, given, given we've had some crucial injuries in that front row. Yeah, we have. Yeah, that would be be nice i do love the idea of kyle sinclair turning up at training and the match is going oh, it's not evan epstaveth though is it <laughs> yeah it's just a turn around yeah turn around. i guess i guess if you want to play that's fine but i just think we could do better just make sure you pay your subs and put your availability on picture eh? that's the key that's, thing yeah i mean that's it. that's it and would he would he fit into the dynamic open style of rugby that we play i don't know has, has he got the hands for it yeah. Will he be willing to stand on a chair? Will he be willing to stand on a chair and sing his songs? And, you know, that's that's all part of it. Well, we'll, we'll see. Get him down to a training session. We'll see if it works out and we'll we'll just go from there. Matt and Richard, thanks so much for, uh, for the time. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode and thank you to Richard and Matt for joining us. I am certain there is going to end up being a third team possibly a fourth and plenty of international caps that will trace their origins back to the warriors you can find old wimbledonians on instagram twitter and tiktok at old wim rfc 
Root Truck Riot was brought to you in association with Ickenham Rugby Club and is a podcast nobody asked for. You can find Root Truck Riot on Instagram at Root Truck Riot. And if you want your club involved, please drop us a message there or email us at rootsruckriotpodcast at gmail.com. We don't care the size of your club. We don't care where you play. We don't care where you're based. We don't care who you are. All we care is that you want to talk about your club. Next week, we are finally leaving London and the UK in general because we are crossing the Atlantic and talking to the Canada-based Fergus Highland Rugby Club. Mm-hmm.